I'm Jen Taylor Skinner. This is Wagatwe Wanjuki. And this is Black Women 2020, your one-stop shop for 2020 election coverage from the perspective of Black women. On this episode of Black Women 2020, we discuss the fundraising numbers for September, which just came out, and we discuss the role of race and gender in fundraising. So here we go. Yeah, let's talk about some numbers. So we fundraising numbers came out. Yeah, yeah, and I had some feels about this, right? So like <laughs> Bernie Sanders, he is number one, right? Twenty five point three million, and then Elizabeth Warren was behind him, got twenty four point six million dollars. I saw that coming. She released mm-hmm. her numbers late, but I knew that that was going to come anyway. Same, same. And then after her was Buttigieg. That was another surprise. Who beat out Biden? Biden got 15.2. And then Kamala, right, 11.6. And then Andrew Yang at 10 million. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Someone asked where Yang's money is coming from. Like he's he's a he's a favorite of the people in the tech industry. So they I think I think they write some big checks, but I don't know. Yeah. Silicon Valley, like Yang and Buttigieg. Um, But you know, and how he caters to the alt-right, I wouldn't be surprised. The Reddit dudes are a fan. Um, But so he beat out Cory Booker by 4 million. So right, Cory Booker had 6 million. Then Marianne, 3 million at half, thank (laughs) God. And then Michael Bennett, who I forgot existed, 2.1 million. Yeah, I saw someone, <laughs> I think it was a segment on MSNBC. They said, we're going to interview one of the the presidential candidates. And then Michael Bennett came on. And I was like, I thought they said they were going to interview. <laughs> oh, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, who's that guy? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's still in the race. Oh, That's fine. Dude. You know, I know. <laughs> so, but Bernie Sanders, good on him. You know, but, but Elizabeth Warren, you know, that's big. Like, I knew that she was doing really well. Like, she's doing really well in the poll. And initially, I was going to say that the fundraising numbers align with the polls, but they do not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Right. Because uh, Warren has recently beat out Sanders and, and Biden is still number one in the polls. Right. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Well, you know, it makes me think about how money is still very you can't separate money and race because I think about this and I just see the people like, you know, it's still white people who have them who raise the most money. And I just get a little annoyed. I see even though Yang is a person of color, but like his racial politics are trash, (laughs) right? Like they're just like very for me, they're just like very much rooted in white supremacy. As a side note, I just have to say this as a first generation American, right? So um Yang tweeted something like, I'm so glad I was born in America. And I think that's like really fucked up to say because we I don't know, you shouldn't celebrate that we live in a world that's just so unequal that like winning the genetic lottery means that you were born in the United States. I just get so angry because I'm like, oh, you're trying to say that like my family that's not born in the U.S. is unlucky and lesser than I get like very upset. But anyway, so he has 10 million and for him to have raised almost twice than Cory Booker really bugs me. (laughs) Yeah, it it bothers me a lot too, right? I mean, so the thing is, is that what was the context of that tweet? I'm just curious. It was like a random tweet that I saw that came out with, and I was just like who asked you like why are you thinking about oh, this because I have to analyze that because he I, I mean perhaps he is you know and back to the fundraising in a minute but perhaps he's saying like 
you know, I'm I'm an Asian American guy, right? But I'm not really like I'm just like the people I'm trying to court. If you think that I'm different, you know, I'm not. Do you know what no, I mean? No, I get it. I hate it. <laughs> I, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's been saying a lot of problematic stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of problematic stuff in relation to race. But you know, yeah. But yeah. wait, are Castro's numbers in here? What did oh, Castro? Raise? I don't know if he did. He announce yet? Maybe he didn't. Oh, I hope they're okay. I know. I. This because it was like they said they have to make it or break it this quarter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess Cory Booker did pretty well. Mm-hmm. So you have the, the you know these feelings about Cory Booker. I do too, right? And I also have the same feelings about Kamala Harris. I you know how I have these feelings, and I've been I've been kind of analyzing this a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I and I hate this caveat when they say you know whether you like her or not. <laughs> the, the point is is that given her resume, given how long she's been in leadership, mm-hmm. and she hasn't been in Congress that long, but she has had a really long career. Like I was just reading that profile of her in Time magazine Mm -hmm. and all the things that she's done, right? Like to me, and I was telling my friend this, right? When I see Kamala Harris and I see, you know, how she's performing and I see other people at the top, you know, like, you know, Biden or Buttigieg, it reminds me of all of those times where me, you know, back before I was doing this podcasting and I was working in technology or working in corporate America, you know, working around the clock, you know, building my resume, having this really, really long resume and just like working my ass off. Mm. And then someone else, someone who's usually white, getting the promotion and the raise. Yeah. Right. That's 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 how it feels to me, because I think that, you know, and I and I I hate to make this comparison because a lot of people that I care about are like huge Elizabeth Warren stands. Right. You know, they're both attorneys. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but one of them has a really long policy resume of helping marginalized communities. Right. Like her leadership with survivors in California. I'm talking about Kamala Harris now, you know, clearing those rape kits, you know, the, the back on track program in California and all of those things that she did in California. Like that's a long ass resume. Yeah. I, right. Yeah, I totally agree. If she was not a black woman, I think she would be getting a lot more attention and money. Yeah. And that and that's what bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> it bothers me a lot, actually, because it's personal for me. But yep, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head with that comparison. I think that was a really good one. What is Bernie Sanders uh, doing? Oh, my goodness. Where is he getting this money from? I don't know. He's he, he has he has a base like he has a loyal ass base. So, yeah, I mean, kudos to him. Money. Like they're they're throwing mm-hmm. everything. But, you know, he had that energy in 2016. Like that is a really I mean, loyal. And some people use other words other than loyal. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it encompasses the good and the bad when you say loyal, right? It's like the neutral term. <laughs> They're consistent. Yeah. I know Bernie Sanders has been around for a really long time, too, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, white just man. thinking about, yeah, he's a white man. But in comparison to, you know, Kamala Harris and that really long record, I, I, I was at, she was in Seattle, was it last week, I think? Mm-hmm. And she did a gun safety forum just for Seattle before the National Gun Safety Forum that was televised. And I met her. Cool. <laughs> you know, I, you, did you see my yeah, picture? Yeah, I posted yeah. the picture. Yeah, I didn't know she did like a Seattle one. That's actually really nice. That's nice. Yeah. And she's been everywhere. She was on that day. She had the gun safety forum. She had met with some other group before she did the gun safety forum in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Then right after that, she did another event somewhere else in the city. And then she did a fourth one. Then she flew to Vegas 
probably that night. <laughs> the next day, she was at another forum on television. And I remember I was telling somebody this. I was literally watching her on a forum and watching her on MSNBC <laughs> at the same time. Like, and I was like, how is this happening? <laughs> That is some stamina. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's how black, that's what we do. That's what black women do. You know what? I, you know, I don't know. I had 12 jobs when I was in college. I'm joking. <laughs> close to it though. I'm okay. I close to it. But anyway, my point is, is that I was in the audience. I was sitting next to two white women, which is not, which is not uncommon because <laughs> there are three black people in Seattle. I'm one of them. I, you know, obviously they were, you know, Kamala Harris supporters or semi-supporters because they were there. And then one of them turned to me and she goes, I like her, but I don't think she can win. She doesn't know what I do. She doesn't know, you know, what I do for a yeah. living or whatever. All these thoughts just went into my head. Like, what? Why? No. What? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it was the polls, but maybe it was something else. Well, it reminds me of how the way people spoke about Obama in the beginning, right? You know, like, oh, I like him, but there's no way a black guy is going to win. And then yeah. he started winning. Yeah. But I mean, you're not even, I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about where we stand right now at this point in the primaries, but you're not like you, you're a, who do you... <laughs> Are you a Kamala Harris? Because I thought you didn't. You weren't a Kamala I mean, Harris fan. Like, I, uh, I'm not. I thought a, you were a Warren. Or you were like leaning towards I'm Warren, in, which is fine. Yeah, I'm a fan of Warren. I am a fan of a number of folks. I am just. I am enjoying the fact that I don't need to decide anytime soon. That's what I'm doing. Because like, yeah, Warren um, is a top one. Um, who else? Who else? Castro, I'm a huge fan of. Kamala, you know, I mean, I she released, I heard she recently released a plan um, saying that like people make less than 100,000 will get their debt forgiven. Um, what debt? Like all debt sorry, or like student, student loan? Debt. Oh, okay. I was like, ooh. Yeah, no, no, sorry. <laughs> woo. Student loan debt. So like, you know, I, I'm listening. I'm, I'm being, I'm not standing too hard because like first I was just very impressed with Warren's plans and I feel like I just resonate in terms of like, the academic nerdy aspect of her, but I've been burned too many times to really stand anyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of feeling that too. I'm feeling that that energy too. Yeah. But here's what I say. And the reason I say that is because I don't want this, the energy of this, of, you know, the podcast or the, the episode generally to be, it's all about Kamala Harris since she's a black woman. Since this is Black Women 2020, anyone can have a policy, you know, if they did the work mm -hmm. that would suit us as a constituency, you know, I think anyone can do that work. Right. So that's fine. You know, but for me about the about the plans, because I've been thinking about this a lot. So it's a really it's a really smart strategy. The whole, you know, the slogan, I've got a plan for that. Mm -hmm. Right. I was just thinking about this one night. It was really late. I'd had lots of coffee and trying to balance it out with wine. I was it was a really late night. And, and so, you know, your mind starts going into, you know, analyzing all of these things. And I was like, oh, you know, that's really smart. Like, I, I have a plan for that because I thought what it implies is that no one else has a plan, but it implies it without saying it. Mm. Right. You don't have to say those other guys don't have a plan. I've got you. That's all you have to do is say I have a plan. It's just like walking into, you know, a meeting and saying, like, I don't know about you guys, but I, for one, brush my teeth every day. <laughs> like, I'm the toothbrusher. No. That's right. Like, and, and like, if anybody argues against it, they sound defensive. Right. So the, the, it was a really smart strategy. It seems to be working because when you ask people or when I've asked people, why do you support Warren? They say, oh, she's got a plan. And I was like, 
Castro's got a plan, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. You know. But she took advantage. I think part of it is like she launched early, right? And then she just like did boom, boom, boom before people kind of got into their branding, I guess, you know? So then it just became a, a part of her brand, I think, because she just got out there early. Because you're right. Other people do have plans. It's just that like now it's quote unquote her thing. Right, exactly. And then the people who are saying that, I don't, it, there isn't evidence from what I've read that a lot of them have actually read the plans. Because if you look at criminal justice, for instance, I just tweeted something about this earlier. People who've analyzed the criminal justice reform plans, um, um, Castro, I think comes out on top as far as like the most comprehensive and then like Booker and Harris are like second and third. And Warren is like, if you look at what criminal justice reform people say is important, that plan does not come out on top. I do know Castro, I think is first. Mm -hmm. Right. But, you know, people say like, I have a plan. But if you really dig deeper, (laughs) what does that actually mean? You know? Yeah, I think it's the you know, I think I have a plan for that was very much a part of it is that I think is specific about her about her taxing plan, right? So it was meant to be about, oh, how are you going to pay for that? And it's like, oh, Warren has a plan for that. But then it just kind of became a all-encompassing thing. And, you know, I'm sure the campaign leaned into it because I just saw a lot of folks on Twitter who just like went and ran with it, I think. I don't know how much of it was organic and then also the campaign taking advantage of it, you know, as, you know, not in a bad way. I don't want to say take advantage and say with a negative connotation, just sort of like, you know, the way that a campaign will capitalize on something. I, I have to say that I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. That's a smart thing. One of the things I look for in a candidate is they can take these moments and use them in a smart way. And that was a really smart way to use it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that. 